Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always just. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Thursday, November 21st. Hopefully you enjoyed the live debate show last night. It was excellent. Right, guys? Yeah, we don't, we don't know, but yeah. I love a good debate. At oh. the time of this recording, we don't know. Don't want to bullshit you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're recording in the afternoon right before, but it was yeah. awesome. All right, our top stories for today. Mark, there's lots of new Jeffrey Epstein news. It just keeps going, guys. It's crazy for it a dead guy. It just keeps going. Yeah, love it. And lots it's of like uncovered. an onion. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a sexually deviant onion. Yeah, yeah. an onion that just makes you rotten onion if you <laughs> eat it. Yeah, <laughs> makes Un- you cry. Makes you cry for sure. <laughs> <yeah>. Makes you cry. <laughs> Uncircumcised dick. I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do a, uh, the, an impeachment inquiry update. Uh, it's just been madness on the old uh, impeachment hearing floor since we last talked about it. So we'll get into that, and then Pat and Wes will take us through a news buffet of other headlines. Get us going with that Epstein mark. Okay, guys, as mentioned, our main story today is the story that just won't die, unlike its main character, who, let's be clear, is the main character, but also the villain. Of course, I'm referring to Jeffrey Epstein. So Mm. lots of updates on the Jeffrey Epstein story. First off, two Bureau of Prison Guards, 31-year-old Tova Noel and 41-year-old Michael Thomas, were taken into custody this Tuesday morning after being charged by a federal grand jury for conspiracy and filing false records in connection with their actions the night Jeffrey Epstein died in prison. You're going to want to check their bank accounts. I have that written down. I love this. You're going to want to check their vitals in the next few days. They're going to end up dead. Yeah, exactly. They pleaded not guilty in Manhattan federal court and were bailed out on $100,000 bonds each, so they're available to be killed. Wait, okay, so do we know? (laughs) I wonder if it was a $100,000 bond, like a million-dollar bond and $100,000 down, or if it was a $10,000 down. I think it's $10,000 down. Which is still a lot of cash, but I guess you can come up with that if you're a prison guard. They were falsifying (laughs) records. They weren't, like, they didn't technically... As of now, the charge isn't murder. So, right. I'm yeah. just saying if it was yeah. a million-dollar bond so what did, and someone so, paid the 100000 well, yeah, <laughs> the hitman yeah. paid it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what well, exactly what? is the charge? What exactly is the charge? Like, so yeah, what, yeah. The- so the night Epstein died, what happened is, uh, as we've discussed, no officer completed any count or round in the unit he was in between 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m., even though they were required to check that area specifically Epstein every 30 oh. minutes. Noel and Thomas um, signed false certification saying that they had performed those checks though, um, according to the indictment. So oh, these guys got paid way more by somebody else then. That's well, what we're saying. But, and I have written down here, might want to check those guys' financial record. Right. Well, okay, hold on. But, you know, <laughs> there probably is general negligence in any job, like where you're just lazy and you're supposed to be doing some of your job, right. you don't, and their, then someone dies. Their claim was they were overworked and they'd worked overtime 20 days in a row and that they were caught sleeping on camera and then they were surfing the internet for furniture and stuff. But 
they were both sleeping at the same time. Serving and, and, then, and then and then they right it's expensive because it's expensive. Right? And then they also both signed like false records saying they did the. Ch- I'm just the, saying that and the cameras were pointed away. I'm just saying and, murder or not, yeah. there's a good chance that a guard's going to sign a false record saying that well, he, he well, did his job. Yeah, I'd sign the uh, the bathroom's clean. Yes, absolutely, yeah, exactly. Wes well, never cleaned the bathroom when right. he worked it. Up, he signed it every time though. Update yeah. number two. Later that same day, <laughs> Tuesday, a Senate Judiciary Committee was held looking into Epstein's death. Okay, so Senate's like. You know, I love that. I love this. Yeah, yeah this is good. Finally, the Republican-controlled Senate, right? Yeah, this is good. This At is the hearing, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana said, "How can I put this? Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. He's called him Jerry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Name three things that don't hang themselves." <laughs> Jerry. But that, was in, that was at the Senate committee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said that. Um, also, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham was on his typical aggressive game and said to Kathleen Hawk Sawyer, the director of the United States Federal Bureau of Prisons, "With a case this high profile, there has got to be either a major malfunction of the system or a criminal enterprise at foot to allow this to happen." So, are you looking at both? Is the FBI looking at both? Sawyer responded. The FBI is involved, and they are looking at criminal enterprise. Yes, so confirmed. The FBI is invest- investigating uh, conspiracy to commit criminal criminal enterprise in this death. This could be the story mm. of the decade. Oh yeah. Oh well, th- it is. Yeah, but no, I mean, if it goes deeper. Well, what? Yeah, if they find out what anything related to it, it well, would right? Be who who called the shot? You know, who called? Right. Who, who, yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, I've, I've said it once on Hard Factor. I'll say it I'm again. I'm going to go insane on this story. If you're tempted to get dirt on people that you know that are millionaires and billionaires uh, in the form of uh, tapes of you having sex with underage girls, don't do that. Because yeah. it'll come back to bite you in the butt always does. I'm a few months away from like scribbling like nonsense in journals obsessed you know, about this story. Get your tinfoil now, hat. Yeah, exactly. Now let's talk about Prince Andrew, guys. Some of you may know this already, but Prince Andrew, the son of the current Queen of England, the Duke of York himself, has been heavily implicated as an active participant in several of Epstein's underage sex slave parties. Oh, yeah. in, fact, in fact, one accuser, Virginia Guffrey, claimed, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name, but claimed she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew and sometimes his friends at Epstein's parties on at least three occasions and she's been making these claims for decades mm-hmm. wow. right so prince andrew took to bbc on saturday night this this recent saturday night to give a 49 minute interview to clear his name the problem was um <laughs> he is clearly guilty as sin and his team did not come up with nearly good enough excuses or alibis for him to attempt and such a bold crazy. interview yeah yeah, yeah so, so what, what happened? <laughs> the interviewer was like was like uh what they said that he was sweaty right well, let me go let yeah, me go yeah. through the two main points yeah the yeah. two funniest attempts at clearing his name that backfired were number one he refuted the claim from Virginia Guffrey uh, when she said he sweated profusely during their sexual encounters because he said at the time he had a rare medical condition where he was unable to sweat, but he's since cured himself and is now able to sweat. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. So, <laughs> he couldn't sweat back then, so it wasn't him. That makes sense. She, yeah. Didn't he say it was related to like his service or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. It could have been all the vodka that was on right. his mouth as well. Like, he was like, you know, he's like, was that was that yeah. the 90s? I didn't sweat. I didn't at, sweat in yeah, the 90s. He, <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, well, he can't sweat when he's on cocaine at these parts. Um, he, he's said that he was shot at during a, a military right. thing and that's like so he's hiding scared, that scared the sweat out of right. him for a couple of seconds. yeah uh, did you th- serve did you serve <laughs> in the military i did and i got i got scared sweatless number two and i think this is even funnier um he refuted the clear pictures of him cozying up to guffrey back in the time of question that have been circulated forever where he's like got his hand on her ass and he's like hu- hugging her um by <laughs> saying that it could not have been him in the pictures even though it was clearly him because like mike pence he does not take photos with other women where he is publicly displaying affection in the photos. That point was refuted by the near million photos that hit the internet of him hugging, cheek kissing, and grab assing all sorts of women. Prince of England. 
Wouldn't yeah. you have like a billion photos? Oh, my God. Girls? He, he, yeah. made, he makes Joe Biden look like third grade me. Right. Proof. <laughs> the, fo- the photo in question uh, has a 16-year-old girl, Virginia Guffrey, with midriff showing. Yes. And it's like if you That's see a 16-year-old him. girl, you do not wrap your arm around no. her. And look no. at his hand. Look at his it, hand. It's yeah, right on her, right yeah, on her it's ass. It's ridiculous. Uh, obviously, the backlash to that interview was immense, and no one believed him, including the UK uh, publications that blasted him for his lack of remorse and clear lying about the sweating in pictures. He was just drugged through the mud in the, in the UK media. So now... The Duke of York says he is stepping back from royal duties. That came out on uh, Wednesday morning. This move by Andrew is described by Buckingham Palace as a personal decision that he has taken following discussions with the Queen and his older brother, Prince Charles. After talking with the Queen, his mother, and his older brother, Prince Charles, could you imagine that convo with your mother? Sit a few plays out there, buddy. Could you imagine that? You're you're, you're talking to your mother, the Queen of fucking England, about getting lampooned on the world stage for banging underage sex slaves and then the Mm -hmm. worst interview of all time to try to exonerate yourself? And you become a laughing stock to the world. That's got to be a tough comment. I kind of yeah. hate this though because essentially this is all a royal is looking for. The the only thing that they have to do in their life right. is whatever their bullshit what are the responsibilities royal are. What are the royal duties? Like fucking showing Show up, to up stuff. to stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and don't then, like, die. Now he- now he doesn't even need and, to do and, it, and yeah. not and not doing this type of shit. Right. Now he doesn't have to show up to shit and wave his hand like a like a you know English person waving their hand. Yeah, now he's um, just rich. She, yeah. What what kind of hat do you think she was wearing for that convo? I'm, I'm sure it was a very aggressive. Walk hat. through the garden. Put on my angry hat. So Andrew. Yeah, it's, it was, was tilted looking, forward. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I think that's the last time they're ever going to speak. As is yeah. tradition. Yeah. Wow. All right. No. Pat, tell us a little bit about uh, Movember. Yeah, let me get into it. Barstool is proud to be working with Movember to raise funds for awareness for men's health, guys. Movember is the leading charity dedicated to changing the face of men's health around the world. This Movember, uh, whatever mustache or mustache you grow will save a bro. Again, ladies can participate, too. Just no waxing this month, y'all. I personally like a little stubble on a lady. Shows character. Uh, your support will uh, change the face of men's health. Wes just made a face at me. Uh, raising <laughs> awareness and funds for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, and suicide prevention. prevention. So all all important causes and this year barstool's own donnie does is growing out his mo to save a bro join him on our barstool movember team and help us change the face of men's health for every 50 dollars that you fundraise on our team you get an entry to win a trip for two to join us at the army versus navy live college football show in december that's the grand prize so head to movember m-o-v-e-m-b-e-r.com slash barstool to join our team nice yeah, yeah. do it it's good cause, and uh, mustaches are pretty sweet. I shortened up the handles on mine, made went with a more aggressive look. It's a little bit more. I saw that. I didn't want to say anything. Well, inching towards the Hitler. Uh yeah, slowly headed towards towards the truck. Tra- I call it the Charlie well, Chaplin. No, luckily, November's almost over. <laughs> they just right. released uh, they just released that new uh, World War II in color series on Netflix, uh, and it's got a lot of great you know archival footage from that era. And the Hitler mustache was just it was just a popular was. cut. What's the it next story? Was. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that was, was one of the don'ts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what do you? It's a doing? great look. Somebody needs to bring it back. You guys are, no, not not that. All right, I'm next. I'm next. All right, let's talk about this impeachment update. And warning to everybody. This is mostly just for me watching the shit. I didn't like read a bunch of shit on either side or whatever. So a lot of this is just yeah, opinions. I'm just saying this is one that always pisses people off. So so mm-hmm. first up on Tuesday morning, uh, basically, there's been a bunch of uh, hearings, right? Since we last talked about it. all these witnesses to the phone call, the quid pro quo, whatever. They've been getting up there. They've been getting grilled by the intelligence committee with Schiff. All right, Adam Schiff or whoever, the boring guy in the giant chair. Little uh, so, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peanut so, head, I call him. Man, that guy could put you to sleep. So first up on Tuesday morning, it was Ukraine policy specialist, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindeman. Right. Uh, and probably whistleblower. 
Yeah, probably. We'll get into that. And also assistant to Mike Pence, Jennifer Williams. And like Mark said, Vindeman stole the show entirely in oh, yeah. this little duo of, uh, of people who are testifying. He showed up in his formal military attire to testify to Congress, which is not always custom for military uh, members. But so, so like the right really went on that and said like that was way that over the top. And then the left defended him on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of true. It's like not always, you know, they can be in, in uniform. They cannot. It's, it, and some people say he went over the top for this. I saw a couple um, tweets yeah. yesterday from service members being like, "Chill out, it's required." But I don't that think might it's not over the top. I would, I would have done it. Yeah, me too. I would have. Yeah, fuck. When I if I was lieutenant colonel and I had right. the outfit, I would have worn it. I yeah. Personally, I don't think you could fault him for it, but no. I'm, I don't know the rules and I don't know the customs or anything. So I don't. No, know one, no. no one should be busting Rule, his balls yeah, for being are, a great. Rules are up to you. Member yeah. of our service community. That's like that's like making fun of someone for wearing a suit to court. Sure. So that was the that was the initial hoopla about him, but he really won the hearts of the American people when he corrected. Devin Nunes, uh, and he told Devin to refer to him as Lieutenant Colonel and not Mr. Vindeman because he worked for that, that was Lieutenant funny. Colonel. Um, well, fair enough. Nunes uh, is like me with the Epstein story, but he's obsessed with outing the whistleblower. He's, yeah, he's obsessed with which it. I want to yeah. I I fucking hit him. The whistleblower straight up said yeah. I did. I wasn't on the phone and he's got people in front of him who were but on the fucking he, phone. He, and he's like, who's the whistleblower? Schiff and everyone's like, yo, we're not trying to out the whistleblower for their own protection. They don't want to be outed. Why they want to be honest. It and is Nunes, funny, though. Nunes has made these hearings his personal calling to out the whistleblower. <laughs> Nunes that back and forth is hilarious. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, Schiff is, too. They're all nut jobs. Yeah, they're, right? all, anyways, they're all are. Yeah. Anyways, Vindeman, Vindeman said that the reason that he reported the phone call, you know, the one I'm talking about, mm -hmm. uh, was it because he was acting as, a, as an American citizen to protect the rights of a fellow American citizen, in this case, Hunter Biden, from being unduly investigated by a foreign country. Uh, so that's yeah, why let's, he, yeah, let's protect Hunter. OK, right. So that's why he reported it up the chain. <laughs> I don't buy uh, that. And he said President Trump was acting inappropriately. But he insists that he is not the whistleblower. And I believe he said he doesn't know who is also. No, he uh, kind of almost he didn't technically plead the fifth. But when asked if he knew who the whistleblower was, he said, please direct all inquiries to like the HR department. Um, right. Like, I, I can't I've been I've been advised by counsel to not answer that question. So he, he basically said, I do know who the whistleblower is. Oh, he does. And know. it okay. may be me. It, it, it's, a, it's like a fire marshal <laughs> investigating an arson. And he's got one of the potential arson suspects in front of him. He's like, OK, cool, cool. But who yelled fire? Mm. Who right, who yelled right. fire? It's like who fucking cares it's who yelled not fire? The point of the hearing is to find the whistleblower doesn't sure, matter. Yeah, right. And the, the also the, that guy didn't have direct contact with Trump, so it's like move there's other important move on, move there's on. other yeah. important people like yeah. Also, Mark, I'm yeah. pretty sure the point of these hearings is to just retell for the fiftieth time what yeah. everybody's already heard. Uh so next up was former Ukraine ambassador Kurt Volker and uh Tim Morrison, who was a former aide on Russian security, and this doer Duo Volker took most of the headlines, but both of them were mostly forgettable because yeah, I'm going to move on yeah, to skip. the next person yeah. who's, the, who's <laughs> the biggest one. Uh, then you had ambassador to the EU, Gordon Sondland. Yeah, uh, he testified all fucking day Wednesday. And I watched the first seven hours directly before doing this show. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, it was repetitive. Uh, here's a, here's a recap yeah. in case you missed it. Sondland said that he surmised that quid pro quo existed because Ukrainian aid was being withheld at the same time that the administration was trying to get an investigation opened on Burisma and the Ukrainian DNC servers in 2016. And so basically, Giuliani, Giuliani presumably on behalf of Trump, was pressuring Ukraine to open the investigation on Burisma and the 
2016 election. And all these guys in these foreign service uh, positions got involved because it's adjacent to their jobs. Right. And the quid pro quo news broke. And then the foreign aid that is in question, the one that was supposed to be, I guess, the quid uh, for the pro pro quo ended up being released without any investigation being launched anyways. So the quid pro quo was never enacted if it did ever exist. Right. And so hilariously, the Democrats are saying that Sondland's testimony is so damning that it's going to add a bribery charge to the impeachment articles. While Trump on the flip side is saying it completely exonerated him. Because he said no quid pro quo on the phone about that. one both, time both with Sondland. Both sides think they won Right. It, it's, it's ridiculous how far yeah. apart they are. It's diametric opposites. And so now you just have both sides yelling at each other that they agree on what happened, but they don't agree if it's impeachable or not, if it's, if it's an offense. So How you could get a clear smoking gun or a clear exoneration from watching Sunland today. <laughs> right. Because he said he didn't recall like 50 <laughs> times. Yeah, exactly. Well, he said that uh, Trump in the, in the main phone call on September 9th, he said that Trump said, I don't there, there is no quid pro quo. I don't want anything from Ukraine, but I need you to get or I need Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, to do the right thing. and I need him to do it publicly. So he like yeah, read it wasn't through, about he the read through the lines. Yeah. But he said that Trump never asked for it. Well, yeah, but he did not outright indirectly. Yeah. Either way, like, <laughs> if Rudy Giuliani or whatever laws he's subject to, because no one knows what the fuck he does or what his right. job is, he's going down. He also he's looking that, like the fall uh, guy for sure. Pat. Someone yeah. also said that Trump said, you know, like anything with Ukraine talk with Rudy on. He knows about Ukraine. He's the guy. So he Trump smartly didn't say quid pro quo. In fact, he said like no quid pro quo, even though he wanted it, obviously. Right, right. And then he said deal with Rudy because I don't want to get caught on these fucking conversations anymore. Right. But then he also stupidly had Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani, Giuliani dealing with it to begin with. I'd like to make a uh, donation to your school. Fund. Uh, it's just so stupid. What did the Internet say, Willie? Yeah, yeah, we'll take it there. But uh, basically, before we do that, I wanted to touch real quick and say nothing changes. It's yes on impeachment in first term. No yes. on removal from office. It's, it's, it's this is one thousand percent breaking down down party lines. And yep. that is why we're going to take it to the Internet where lo and behold, we have two polar opposites, two white women on Facebook who believe the exact opposite because they're in different political parties. First up, we've got Carrie Thompson. She says we Americans fully know the truth that the Democrats are evil and misguided and will pay a huge price for God is sovereign and he will continue to protect our beloved President Trump with a richly deserved Whoa. second what, term. What the hell was that? That's, that's kind of scary. That was confusing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty much the, the talking point there. And then Nancy Milholland, uh, this is the other side, she says, history will judge the shameful GOP for not supporting this. Once the testimony is in the public square, we will see public sentiment overwhelmingly support impeachment and the GOP will be doing some serious backpedaling just to justify uh, they were not on board earlier in that process. No, so they're both no, crazy. They they're no, both just crazy. I, I mean, they might as well have not held the hearings. It just divides people that are on either party line further. Like right. it's, it's just ridiculous. I did. There was That's one America funny, right now. I, exactly. I have one funny takeaway from watching the Sondland stuff when he was talking about his direct communications with Trump um, and, and doing the dates of the phone calls. He said that his July 26 phone call with Trump was all about freeing ASAP Rocky and how adamant Trump was about freeing ASAP Rocky. <laughs> oh, yeah. He kept bringing up ASAP Rocky like unnecessarily. He loves ASAP Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh. 
Well, that was fun. All yeah. right, guys. Uh, going to predict it. Hopefully you cashed in on some of those markets from last night's debate using our code predicted.org slash promo slash hard factor 20. We recorded this show ahead of debates, so we can't tell you how we did. I'm sure uh, we won. Yeah, I'm sure we won. But tomorrow we will be giving you some insight on who we think will receive a bump or decline from the debate. Those markets close a week following the debate, so it's a great time to get in on them now and make some mm. quick monies. Yeah, we'll tell um, you tomorrow. Yeah, we will also go over wh- who we think is uh, the next to drop and so forth. And as far as impeachment goes after, you know, Will's rundown, again, uh, hammer the no on impeachment in 2019 seems to be a lock. Um, doesn't sound like there's any way quid pro quo, blah, blah, blah. We just went over that. Um, and another market that I think is scorching um, a hot like a Pete B, Pete Buttigieg, um, is whether or not he will get a bump after the debates. Again, we are recording this before the debates, but it is still a great market to get into as of right now. The yes is 58 cents. The no is 42 cents. So you be the judge and get in on that one uh, and, and make some nice coin. He is now leading in Iowa and New Hampshire. So he is on the rise. I think he's going to yeah. get a bump. Uh, I think his, his number was 8% that he started at. So I think he just needs to go above 8 Yeah, any right. bump. As long as he didn't bomb last night. Again, right. we don't know. We don't know. Uh, he, he's going to get a bump naturally just because he's right. just going right now. I also like right. fading Biden in that one if you're going to buy early because he's at 30.7 to start, Ooh, which is by yeah. far ahead of anybody else. Like He's over 10 points ahead of second place. So yeah. I, well, is that is that is that in is that in the predicted poll or a different? Correct. Poll? That's in the go. predicted. Okay. poll. I yeah. just checked my account. Yeah. I uh, I put sell on my Rick Perry. No, at like, I think, 22 cents. I just made one hundred and forty dollars. Nice. nice. Sorry, boys. Yeah. Mm hmm. So to listen. All right. So um, those are some again, we'll be keeping you imp- uh, informed on what we think is going to happen. Uh, but but be sure to go to predict that work slash promo slash hard factor 20 to get your free 20. It's the only way to make politics more interesting. And we will keep giving you these uh, markets on upcoming debates. And it is it is just a lot of fun. So get in on it. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Daily news. That baby juicy taste. Oh, yeah. Some fantastic news for those who love marijuana. So us and uh, likely many of you out there, the House Judiciary Committee passed that legislation that we covered earlier in the week, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, or more. Get more, Um, baby. Yeah, it passed with a vote of 24 to 10, setting the stage for the first ever House vote on whether to legalize marijuana on a federal level, which is pretty fucking exciting and a huge step towards getting people the medicine they need. Um, I mean, also, I mean. Realistically, our only shot of getting hard factor will back to Austin and the group back together <laughs> yes. is this federal passing of the bill. Yeah, he yeah. took a job a in Reno a lot, not too long ago. Now he can't leave a leave a legal weed state. Yeah, now he, makes he loves fun of our, weed more than he loves I'm, us. I'm going to our weather. I'm going to sprint to the weed store as soon as we hang up this call to go <laughs> buy some. Um, also, kudos to the two Republicans, Florida man Matt Getz, uh, Republican from, representative from Florida, and California man Tom McClintock, rep- uh, representative from California, who sided with Nadler's bill. Uh, fuck the others that didn't. But, of course, uh, we know why, and we also know why it will likely get mutumboed. Yeah, it's going to get crushed in the Senate. Yeah, by the, uh, by the Senate. Yeah, but uh, we're getting close. Yeah, so what Republicans want is a more bipartisan piece of legislation called the... Bipartisan? I'm just going to... Uh, bipartisan. Bipartisan. Bi- bison. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to read this word for word because it's, it's just... They, they okay. did it well. Um, it's called the Strengthening the Tenth Amendment Through Entrusting States Act, uh, which does not contain the liberal social equity elements uh, or, or remove marijuana from the Controlled Substances Act and would simply leave cannabis policy up to the states, arguing that a scaled-down approach would fare better in the Senate. So let's get it done, boys and girls. We are close. Just need to nitp- uh, not nitpick and let those uh, the attached legislation uh, ruin the party here. Basically, Interesting, the Republicans- though. You, they would still leave it as a controlled substance federally, so you right. still couldn't bring it over a international it's, border. It's it, yeah. We're getting it, we're getting close. We're getting also, close. one thing to note is um I don't think like depending on the presidential election, I don't think Trump would like 
absolutely kill this if he's reelected. And yeah, I think he's the, been scared and, away from weed. And before. I think the Senate's going to be a lot closer to 50-50. It's wherever the conservative the, de- right, the Democrats the are going to the Democrats are going to gain a few seats in the twenty twenty election. Right. So the Senate majority is going to be like like basically nothing. So that that could bode well for passing yeah. this in the Senate in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, basically the Republicans, exactly, Mark. Basically, the Republicans don't want the taxes proposed in the Moore Act to be given to those affected by the previous marijuana laws, yeah. some of the expungement, et cetera, et cetera. So this will now go to a full House vote, and hopefully, after a couple of attempts getting slaughtered in the Senate, as as they twenty twenty one's our year. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they will hopefully come to an agreement. Yeah. Um, so I say let's put a hold on this yeah. impeachment stuff and concentrate on this one for a while, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, actor, and in my opinion, psychopath, Jussie Smollett, is suing the city of Chicago, claiming that the narrative that the Chicago PD pushed while they were investigating uh, his, in my opinion, staged attack right. caused him economic uh, hardships and, quote, humiliation, mental anguish, and extreme emotional distress. Shouldn't he just be counting his lucky stars that he knew the DA and he got let off for free? Yeah, yes. this is really like looking a gift horse in the mouth and then spitting in that gift horse's <laughs> mouth, right. mouth and saying thirsty <laughs> and then bukkakiing the gift horse yeah, with all your yeah. friends just surprise bukkakiing no so what's going on here will is he was charged with 16 uh, felony counts of lying to police which was dismissed and uh the chicago uh they basically wanted it to go away well yeah the city he of knew chicago, the da and they just didn't want to deal with this opening it back yeah. up pretty much but the city of chicago kept his ten thousand dollars bond and that was like okay we'll dismiss these charges but yeah. we're going to keep your 10 grand now the city of chicago is going after smollett for one hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars that they expended in, in investigative costs so mm-hmm. smollett is technically filing well, a countersuit isn't, isn't that fair he should be- it's 100 percent fair bro it's 100 percent fair he probably made that per episode on empire he's got the cash oh, at least. pay the fucking money so it's a countersuit against chicago saying like Anyway, he shouldn't have the, to pay for the court fees. That's ridiculous. He, yeah, should, he should pay the 130k and move. Exactly. Yep. Uh, move to a country that's not America. For yeah. those of you who don't remember, <laughs> Jussie Smollett was an actor on the show Empire, and he, was, he claimed he was attacked by a couple of white guys in ski masks who beat him up and poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck while yelling, this is MAGA country. Jesse is an African-American openly gay man. Turns out he was, quote, attacked by two Nigerian brothers who he knew. In great one, shape. Yeah, one of whom was actually <laughs> on the show Empire as an extra. I got I'm just I'm so goddamn tired of these Nigerian immigrants coming in here and embracing the Trump administration and going around committing hate crimes against African Americans. It's, it's, it's becoming too commonplace. Yeah, mm. seriously. Fucking idiot. This guy's a psychopath and needs professional help. Yeah, it was a bold yeah. bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Go away. Um, all right. A viral video of a family dragging a corpse to an insurance company office is making headlines. Uh, the footage coming from South uh, Africa shows family members dragging their uncle's dead body in a blue body bag to the insurance company Old Mutual, which is a hilarious name, um, because the insurance company demanded proof the man was dead in order to pay out his death benefits. Oh, I where, love that. Where was this? South, South, South Africa. South I wrote, Africa. I wrote South okay, America, okay. but it's uh, okay. South Africa. Um, citing some of the paperwork was not in order. And this really fucked up the family's plans because it caused a nine-day delay and performing some important uh, tribal uh, rituals of the um, Longo or Mongo. I'm sorry, I didn't fucking look up how to say it. Mahongo. Mahongo. People. M H L O N G O. People. And delayed the uh, 2200 bucks that the family had come into them. So thinking they had no other choice and really wanting that cash, they decided the best way to prove their um, uncle was dead was this route. Oh, you can't um, argue with that. 
Yeah, I personally may have called a doctor to the morgue, maybe had him sign off that my uncle was, in fact, dead. I can think of a number of other ways that this could have uh, been accomplished. But I tell you what, it certainly was effective, and it brought international attention to the insurance uh, uh, company's injustices, and it got results. So um, after Twitter slammed the insurance company, they responded with this. Uh, The event was isolated but regrettable. This has been most unsettling, and we are sympathetic toward the family during this difficult time. We can confirm that the claim was paid. Due to the sensitive nature of this matter, we will continue engaging directly with the family. Um, thank you, listener Charles, for submitting that. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So, Speaking so, of Charles. Bring the dead uncle. Sir oh, Charles, hey. the round mound of rebound is in a little bit of hot water this week after a reporter for Axios, whatever the hell that is, claimed Barkley said, quote, I don't hit women, but if I did, I would hit you. Mm. Yeah. So the reporter, uh, <laughs> Alexi. But pissed him off, huh? Yeah, he got pissed, and the reason he got pissed is a little weird to me, according to the reporter. So Lexi McCam and the reporter claims she asked Barkley to clarify which presidential candidate he supports for 2020. Uh, and, you know, anyway, apparently... Barkley gets into politics. Well, Barkley, widely known as a terrible gambler. Yeah, he wants to run, or he has run for office, right? Yeah, he's a, governor he's, of Alabama, right? He loves Didn't politics. He had been backing uh, former Massachusetts Governor uh, Deval Patrick, but after being approached by a member of uh, Mayor Pete's campaign, he changed his horse. So, anyway, I guess Charles... He's, he's a Mayor Pete guy. Yeah, I guess Charles didn't like getting called out for being a flip-flopper, so he laid down his own personal truth on this reporter. I ain't no flip-flopper. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of things. Uh, the comment was off the record, y'all. So, uh m- Pretty much, if, if you're not familiar with journalism, uh, you can't, if you're, you're talking to a reporter talk it, yeah. and you say off the record, they're not supposed to publish it. They broke their no code. Trusts Alexia Hammond anymore. Well, she came out and said, uh, she came out and said, there are almost no times I will break an off the record agreement, but this is okay. So she's admitting that it was off the record, and she came out and quoted him anyway. So but she's exonerating herself. Yeah, Barkley went yeah. on to say he was joking. You shouldn't have said that. Alexi yeah. couldn't take a joke. What do you guys think? Well. Uh, I mean, I've, do you remember the Arizona DUI blowjob incident with Barkley 10 I years think ago? I do. So Barkley got pulled over uh, mm-hmm. by a police officer for DUI, and the official police report says that Barkley was like, hey, man, can you just cut me some pl- slack here? I'm not going far. I'm just trying to go around the corner because this woman I got here, I, I, bu- I bumped into her a week ago, and she gives the best blowjob I've ever gotten in my life, so I'm just trying to get one of those great blowies. Right. So he, and the cop's like, no, I can't let you go. He's like, just, just for the blowjob, though? And then when, he went, <laughs> then when he went to the Arizona Police Department, he said, if you let me go, I'll tattoo my name on your ass to one of the cops. He did not. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> Come on, man. Just around the yeah, corner, so, I mean, But Barkley is awesome, but, you know, you get some of this stuff with Barkley. If he leans in and says, this is off the record, I think you'd let that go, honestly. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, violence against women is not okay, no. obviously. That's what this he woman is joking if he said it's off the record but like i don't know man it was a joke it was a bad joke but he's not a woman beater i don't want barkley to be making these jokes i do like charles barkley love the round mound of brown rebound anyway guys that's gonna do it for hard factor uh thank you guys so much for listening hope you enjoyed the debate show last night hey give us a review if you can it really helps us grow this thing a uh and uh maybe a a five-star rating maybe if you like it yeah, definitely five stars. Mm. Uh, subscribe at Hard Factor News. I'm sorry, at Barstool News N. We're switching over to that uh, Instagram and Twitter handle, Barstool News Network. Uh, check out our Around the Hill series and have a great fucking day. Bye.